Tim Kennedy went on the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't want to pull up the the audio clip because I don't want to get uh, I don't want to get the copyright strike. But Tim Kennedy goes on the Joe Rogan podcast and he says this. He says on my podcast with Joe Rogan, he offered to moderate a debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. It would be four hours. With no live audience, just the two candidates, cameras, and their vision on how to move the country forward. Who wants this? I heard the audio clip. So Tim Kennedy, it's actually a really good podcast. You guys should go watch it. There's a part of it that he talks about. Uh, he talks about the riots and the protests and how those could be dangerous and just with the state of the country. It's it's actually a pretty cool podcast, the parts that I've heard. I don't be sitting through listening to, you know, all of Joe Rogan's stuff, but I listened to enough of it and the parts that I heard, really cool podcast. And in it came up this idea of potentially Joe hosting a debate with Trump and Biden. Okay. Now there's gonna be a tangible application I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this into, okay? But First of all, that would be crazy, right? And, and, and they just basically talked about, listen, the whole debate format is outdated. You got one hour, one hour 30 with the commercial breaks. The whole thing is just kind of played. Like the whole concept is played. And Joe Rogan said, listen, I don't think Joe Biden will make the debate. I don't think he can last. I don't think cognitively he's there. He's been saying this for a while about Joe Biden. From some of the videos I've seen, you know, this isn't a political statement. This is just an observational statement. It does seem like he's struggling cognitively. But then Joe, Ro- uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan, Joe Biden, Joe, uh, Joe Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden, then flipped it in, in an interview. Said, "No, Donald Trump's actually the one that's showing cognitive decline." Either way, both of these guys, who I think, will be the oldest president elected, regardless on which one we elect. So that's that's interesting. Now. So they talk about this thing and he says, listen, I would be down to host this debate, but no cameras besides the ones that are filmed the podcast. No outside people, no handlers, uh, four hour, three hours long, just me and them and the candidates, right? Which is like, come on, like this ain't never going to happen. Like this, this, this is never going to happen, right? This is just never going to happen. And sure enough, I see this tweet and you know how I saw this tweet? Check this out. I see this tweet from, again, Tim Kennedy on my podcast, Joe Rogan. He offered a moderated debate. Who wants to? Who wants this? Swipe up. Look who retweeted it. This is the real count. Donald J. Trump. I do. Donald J. Trump. This man then accepted the debate on Joe Rogan. What a time to be alive. Now, I don't, I don't think there's a chance that this debate is actually happening. It would be crazy if it would. I think Joe Biden should put his money where his mouth is. I think Joe Biden should put his money. <laughs> I think Joe Biden should put his money where his mouth is. I think he should go on. I think this would be unprecedented. This would be crazy. 2020's already been a wild year. And why not? Why not let the people get someone that's, you know, Joe Rogan is not a a uh, far left radical leftist and he's definitely not a Republican. This would be good. This would be good for the country. This would be good for everybody except whoever is dealing with cognitive decline and has handlers that's not going to let them go on there. And I think we we know who that is at this point. Again, not a political statement, observational statement. I doubt this is going to happen. But why am I bringing this up? Why am I bringing this up? Why is this important? Why is this important? Guys, Joe Rogan is a podcaster. He was the host of X Factor. I think that's that's what he was the host of. 
he, he's a commentator on the UFC. He's a stand-up comedian. Just let that sit in for a second. That the president, the current president, would be willing to go on a podcast in long form and debate, have a presidential debate on a podcast. Just let that sit in for a second. Let your mind run. What does that actually mean? Think about where we are in the light of media. This isn't Fox News, NBC, CBS, CNN. This isn't fake news. This isn't This isn't somebody with a bunch of political acclaim and experience. This is a podcaster who one of the candidates said, I'm down. I want to smoke. Okay? This is a podcaster. Now, granted, he's the $100 million man. This man signed a crazy deal with Spotify, which I'm going to talk about here in a sec. I'm actually something Alex Jones said. I'm going to play you guys an Alex Jones uh, clip in the next segment. But this is a podcaster who got one of the presidential candidates or the, the current president to agree in doing a four, three to four hour debate on a podcast. This is crazy. This is sometimes we let this stuff kind of go past us and we don't really think and sit and process it, right? This is unprecedented in the time of media, in the time of social media, in the time that remember Joe Rogan is just him and Jamie. I mean, he probably has an attorney and management, that kind of stuff. But that's not a that's not a map production. That's not a huge production, right? Just like this this whole situation is just me. There's, there's nobody behind the cameras, there's no camera guys, right? This is the era that we're living in. So if you are, a lot of you are, aspiring artists, creatives, entrepreneurs, designers, producers. What does that tell you about the climate that we're in right now? And granted, Joe Rogan had a bit of a profile. He was, you know, he is a comedian. He was on X Factor. He had a bit of a, of a profile. But this man built the largest media podcast in the, the world. A podcast with him and one other person. Him and one other person. They say that that Elon Musk interview did 100 million views. 100 million views. Think about that. Just let that set in. So if you're a creative, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're someone who wants to see things progress in terms of just reasonable people who are influencing society, reasonable people who are going to have thoughtful discussions. We're not going to just be so polarized and be in our little echo chamber. I know a lot of you guys live in the echo chamber and anything that the Democrats do is evil and they're radical Marxist leftists. And then there's some of you guys that are in your, uh, you know, Republican uh, echo chamber and, and your Democrat, your liberal chamber, anything the Republicans do is fascist and racist. I know, I know, I know we're in our echo chambers and I know it feels good to just consume the same information, but this is people that are reasonable that want to be in the middle and want to have conversations. This is crazy. Now, let me tie it into a little verse for you in case you haven't read your Bible today. Check this out. This is one of my favorite verses in Proverbs, and this should apply to you. This is something I want you guys to think about. Proverbs 12, 11, it says, those, this is the, this is the verse that I heard on the Dave Ramsey show that changed my life. And again, this is, this video is not about politics. I'm politically agnostic, unless you couldn't say, this is not about politics, but this verse right here completely changed everything to me about how I started pursuing media and music. It says, those who work their land will have what? abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense, okay? Those who work their land have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. I'm going to pull up another translation. Why am I talking about this? I'm going to tell you why. 
A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies has no sense. Why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about this? Because are you working your land? Are you doing the things that you know you should be doing in this climate right now? And I'm not saying I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan or you're going to be the next Joe Rogan or you're going to be some superstar. I'm saying the land is fertile. I'm saying the land is fertile and the workers are few. I know I'm tying into Jesus parallel. But guys, this is an amazing time if you are a creative that do you know your do you know your land? Do you know what you're supposed to be doing in this season? Do you know what you're supposed to be doing in this season? Right? Or are you chasing a fantasy? Are you waiting for a label to put you on? Are you waiting for someone to swoop in and rescue you? Are you waiting to sign a major deal? Are you waiting for someone to give you a platform? Or are you working your land? Are you working your land? Because it says here, if you work your land, you will have abundant food. I'm I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. Don't go there with me. Some of y'all get real goofy when I start talking about success and abundance. Okay, don't don't do that. Don't do that with me. I'm I'm not the prosperity gospel guy. I'm just reading you guys what the verse says. Those who work their land. What is your land? What is your land in this season? Will have abundant, abundant, abundant. There's extra. There's extra. But those who chase fantasies, are you chasing a rap fantasy? Are you chasing a rap fantasy? Are you chasing a YouTube fantasy? Are you are you trying to be some kind of cool influencer and thinking that you're like Casey Neistat or whatever and you're, you just got this cool... Or are you actually helping people and adding value to people? Do you think you're some kind of cool rock star and rap star because you're just so talented and God's just going to drop all these blessings on you because you're just so cool and unique? Are you actually helping people with your art? Right? And those who chase fantasies have no sense. I remember driving. I was working a job at the time. This had to be 2010. And I remember driving. Uh, I, was, I was working with adults with developmental disabilities during the season of my life. It was actually a really cool job. I would pick up a group of three every morning. We'd go to the gym. We'd go to school. We'd go to their uh, the volunteer library, stuff like that. It was a super cool job. And I remember listening to the Dave Ramsey podcast and hearing this verse. And I, and I was working. I was working and I was also doing music. I was hustling. I was trying to get out of debt. That's why I was listening to Dave Ramsey every single day. I was trying to get out of debt. We had a gang of debt. I made every poor decision you can make with money. And I remember hearing this verse and it set, set, set it off and it lit a fire into me. And I said, you know what? This music thing is either going to work or I'm going to stop chasing fantasies. I'm, I'm going to get real with myself. See this music? I'm either, I'm either going to approach this like a business and a media company or I'm just going to go get a Joe job. And I'm just going to work a job. And I'm going to honor God in that. Right? A lot of us need to figure out what our land is. A lot of us need to figure out what working our land looks like in 2020. And here's the deal. If you're creative and if you have some degree of expertise, if you have some degree of value, this is a great time, man. This is a great time. And I want to encourage you guys. This, is, this, is, this should be encouraging to you. Okay, this should be encouraging to you. And a lot of people want to blame capitalism and they want to blame the system. And they listen, listen, I don't I don't capitalism, social, whatever. Ethical wealth building right now in 2020 exists. We're in the middle of the biggest technological revolution. We're in the middle of the biggest social media revolution. Ethical wealth building exists right now. There's a link in my bio. Right now, you can go watch the video. It's a video about Naval, how to get rich without getting lucky. It exists right now. So if you don't like the word capitalism, don't use the word capitalism. Just use it. Just change it to ethical free market economy, ethical wealth building. It exists right now. It exists right now. And I would, I would implore you if, you're, if, you, if you identify as a Christian, 
maybe there's a degree of, of obligation that we need, according to Matthew 25, according to the parable of the talents, to honor God with our time, treasure, with our opportunities, with the, with the era that he strategically placed us in. You could have been born 200 years ago. You could have been born a thousand years ago. You're born here now. You're watching this. And, and the fact that the ironic part is that those of you guys who are critiquing capitalism while watching this video on an Apple device on YouTube, that's hilarious to me. That's hilarious to me. So do what you want with that information. Big idea. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Ask yourself the question, do you have abundant food and are you working your land? Are you working your land or are you chasing fantasy? That's the question I want you guys to ask yourself right now. Now, got to hit a quick transition. Kingstream Entertainment, Bruce Lawn. So a couple of weeks ago, it came out, and I did a video about this, and I may have been, I may have been wrong, but I did a video about this, and I talked about how, how Joe Rogan went over to Spotify and apparently got censored. All of his Alec Jones interviews came down. All of his like kind of controversial conspiracy theory, right wing interviews came. Down. This is again, this is not an endorsement of Alec Jones. It's not an endorsement of that content. I'm really not much of a conspiracy theorist, if I'm honest with you guys. But all this stuff didn't go onto the new Spotify platform. Which, by the way, Spotify gave him hundred million dollars and created a video backend so all of his podcasts can go on there, except some of the more controversial ones, except like Jordan Peterson's daughter talking about the carnivore diet, Alex Jones with his conspiracy theories, Eddie Bravo. So Joe Rogan gets $100 million, podcast goes up, bunch of episodes missing. We start all assuming, hey, he's, got, he's gotten censored. He went and took the bag, he got censored. Then Alex Jones came out with this clip. I'm gonna play it to you. I, I don't like to play too many clips. I'm not gonna play too much of it, but I'm gonna play it to you. And this is what Alex Jones said about Joe Rogan's deal at Spotify and why he did it. Not an endorsement of Alex Jones, okay? So don't, you know, I think I think he's been wrong about a lot of stuff and I think he's been right a good amount of times too. So this is not an endorsement of him, but I just want us to check this out because this is interesting. I got another verse for you, okay? Check this out. Listen, I love America. Alex Jones, this is what Joe Rogan told him about why, about why he went to Spotify and left YouTube. Check this out. I love freedom. He said the things they've done, the things they've told me, the way they've talked to us like we're dogs is so un-American. It's not about me. It's about I'd rather die than do this. He goes, I don't care if I get shut off everywhere. He goes, I'm going to war. Woo. What? In, in September. And he said, I want you first guest out of the gate and then Elon Musk next. And if they think they've been attacked so far, get ready. And because I know Joe, he knows as much or more. I mean, it's scary. So Joe Rogan says out of his patriotism, his love for America, he's so tired of getting demonetized by YouTube. This video may or may not get demonetized by YouTube, which is why you should hit the like, subscribe, notification, gang, consider joining our Patreon. But he says he loves America. He loves the truth, all these things so much that He's willing to go to war with YouTube. That's why he took the deal with Spotify. Alex Jones goes on to say he was making $50 million a year already. He didn't need the money. He didn't care about the money. He literally went over there so that he could go to war with YouTube. This is according to Alex Jones. It's according to Alex Jones. Take that with a grain of salt. I'm going to play a little bit more of this clip. You're about to see a calculated Alex Jones. And he said, I don't care what happens. It's for my kids. These people... Because he has the inside metrics. He goes, Elon Musk, you know, 100 plus million views. They shadow ban it. They block it. They claim it's 10 million views. 
Same thing. Shadow, shadow banning is when people go on YouTube and they search for something and YouTube doesn't pull it up. I did a reaction to the Out of the Shadows documentary, Conspiracy Theory documentary, and uh, people can't find the documentary, so they find my video, and my video is actually doing really well because of YouTube shadow banning the documentary. So this happens fairly frequently. It's a degree of censorship. So he's saying Joe Rogan intentionally did that to go away from Spotify because he wants to, I guess, wage war on YouTube. Again, this is Alex Jones. So, like, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Dang, you know, th th that's the new interview. And so all of this and, 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 and these tech dictators, I, I, I told Joe a few years ago, I said, I'm coming after you because I know you know all this as much as I do or more. He's coming after him because Alex Jones didn't like getting deplatformed by YouTube and all the platforms. No, you're just as tough as I am. Maybe tougher, probably tougher. And you're letting these people piss on you? I said, I demand you attack them. And Joe's like, oh, they're not that bad. And once he finally saw them, here was the, here was the camel. Here was the straw that broke the camel's back. So, so that clip is out there. It probably gets taken down. I wanted to play you guys a clip. He said the camel that broke the, uh, th that really set it off for him. I don't know the daggone phrase, but the phrase is, sorry, forgive me. Uh was when he wanted to start having doctors come on and talk about the coronavirus and YouTube was like, eh, eh, can't do that. Joe Rogan was like, what do you mean I can't do that? It's my podcast. They're like, nope, can't do that. That's why he took the deal with Spotify. Supposedly he has 100% control. Apparently some of those other episodes will against, eventually get added to Spotify, according to Alex Jones. Joe Rogan hasn't spoken on this publicly. Very interesting. All of this is really interesting. Alex Jones is a wild guy you're correct there no face rapper shout out to you for watching this live very interesting now i'm going to read you guys another verse and i again i'm just a dude i love proverbs this verse is not an endorsement of any of these guys's spirituality okay so there's going to be a word in here i'm not endorsing their spirituality i'm not saying they know jesus or they don't it's not what i'm talking about this isn't a faithful this is just a just just a verse i want you guys to read okay check this out it says better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. Better a little with righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness in a spiritual in a spiritual sense, righteousness is right standing with God. Right? Righteousness is right standing with God. It's being in the right. Better a little with righteousness than much much gain with injustice. Better is a little bit than a lot with without having your integrity without being just without being congruent better is a little bit right and a lot of us we, we we see we see these people being successful and again this is not a endorsement of anybody's salvation but what it sounds like is that rogan had a sense of righteous indignation not a spiritual, I'm not saying he knows Jesus, but a sense of righteous indignation and said, you know what? I don't care about the money, right? Because remember, he went over there, he got $100 million, Spotify stock went up, and they made a billion off of him. This happened. So it wasn't, this is, you know, 10%. This is all right. So better a little with righteousness than much gain. Guys, keep your integrity. Stick to your values. Stand on your convictions. 
regardless on the opportunities presented to you, regardless on if, if they sound too good, regardless on what's coming after you, regardless on what you may think you need to be successful. A lot of us walk, a lot of us artists, we think we need this. We think we need, oh, if I could just get a manager, if I could just get this blog to cover me, if I could just get a booking agent, if I, right? Listen, better is a better is a little with righteousness. Better is a little with right standing, with integrity, with not compromising, than much gain with injustice, than much gain with cutting corners, with 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 unethical business practices, with compromising who you really are, right? And Joe Rogan, apparently, according to Alex Jones, this is me going off of Alex Jones. This is not an endorsement of anybody's faith or worldview. Apparently, was like, you know what? I'm not playing this game with y'all. I'm not playing this game. I'm going to go over here. It's not really about the money, though the money's nice, which is apparently why he moved over to Texas, right, to save the income tax. Boom. Moves over and is like, yo, I'm going to get the bag, but I'm re- it's not really about the bag. It's about the creative freedom. I'm tired of YouTube demonetizing me. I'm tired of them telling me what I can and can't say. I'm, t- I'm tired of the shenanigans. Remember, when you're at Joe Rogan level, you got 5 million, 10 million subscribers. You talk to the folks at YouTube directly. I mean, I know people with a couple hundred thousand subscribers. They talk to the folks at YouTube directly. YouTube starts checking on you, reaching out, kind of, you know, hey, come be a part of this thing, right? They, they, they're in the know. They know what's going on. And it's YouTube is also a private company, but YouTube and Twitter and all these places, they have their own agenda. They have their own things that they're trying to accomplish. So again, back to my previous point, a lot of you guys are like, oh, it's capitalism. Capitalism's bad. Oh, capitalism. Listen. If you don't want to use the word capitalism, don't use the word capitalism. Let's just say ethical wealth building. Figure out how to finesse the system so that you can build wealth at, like ethically. Figure out what you can do to, to, to cease the opportunity that's in front of you. Ephesians talks about ceasing the day. Figure out what you need to do with what God deposited in you for this season, right? And, and, and do it ethically. And know that it's going to take time. It's going to take time. You guys maybe just recently discovering me. Listen, I was doing music for over 10 years before I, I quit my job and went full time. Over 10 years before I went my job. I've been doing this YouTube page since 2016. I've been consistently uploading for the past two years. The past two years. I launched my Patreon two years ago. I just got to the point where if I have multiple revenue streams now. I got sync licensing. I got merchandise. I got music, Spotify, DistroKid. I just got to the point where I built the YouTube my revenue from YouTube and Patreon, where, I could, where I, that can sustain me and my family. It took me two years, though. Of, and the, if y'all been following, yo, the past, what, COVID, three, four months, I've been uploading four or five videos a day. Sometimes more, sometimes less, right? Guys, this stuff takes time. This stuff takes time. It's, it's, it's not an overnight process. So many of us want that popcorn, them popcorn results. We're so used to convenience and fast food and fast this and poof, 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 dopamine level spiking. I just want it right now. I just want to get it right now. It's not going to come to you right now. You got to make decisions today that'll set up for your tomorrows and your next years and your next decades, right? So dig deep, like figure out what those things are. Figure out what working your land looks like. Figure out what working your land looks like. Figure out the things that you're passionate about. Figure out the things that you're that you're that, that that you care deeply about. Figure out the things that you're good at. What are you good at? What are you passionate about? What are some problems you could solve? What are some unique perspectives you have? Right? And and a lot of times we could take these things, we could package them, and we can build businesses off them. We could be creative entrepreneurs off them. That's amazing. That's freaking dope, right? That that's incredible. This couldn't happen to me 30 years ago. And Matt, first of all, first of all, imagine 
COVID happening 30 years ago. Imagine the lockdown. Just think about that. No Netflix, no YouTube, like basic cable. You got like 20 channels. Like, yo, it would have been awful, right? But now look at all the opportunity that's here. And, and usually in times of crisis, usually in times of crisis is when, is when people level up. Usually in times of crisis is when you really see who's who and who really got it and who really just chasing fantasies out here. You guys feel me? Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. All right, so speaking about keeping your integrity, speaking about saying things that are honest, being direct, not compromising, not watering down what you believe, your convictions, which I believe, I really believe that this is the path for success for a lot of us. Is like the more I pressed into who I really was on this platform, the more like you, you guys started finding me and my numbers started subscribing and the revenue went up. Like the more I was just unapologetically myself, stand on those things. So recently this came out, Tosi Galbert went in on Netflix for this new cutie show. Now, some of you guys heard this. I don't know if y'all heard about this, okay? But I'm gonna pull this up. And of course I got a proverb for you to tie this in, but check this out. Yo, she, Tosi, okay, by the way, if you don't know who Tosi Galbert is, she was running in the Democratic primary. One of the better candidates, her and Andrew Yang, were my two favorite Yang gang. If y'all know me, y'all know I'm Yang gang. And she was one of my favorite two. Of course, Andrew Yang and Tosi Gabbard like, got the least speaking time, got the most shafted, right? By the way, Tosi Gabbard is the one who actually ended Kamala Harris's run. She ethered Kamala Harris. I played a clip of it on my Twitter. You guys can go check it out. Tosi Gabbard's the real deal. She's a patriot. She's a vet. I like her. She's very likable, right? And again, this isn't a full endorsement of all of her politics and all of her views, but by and large, she's solid, in my opinion, okay? Tosi Galbert um, ran for president. She's still in politics. Of course, they shafted her. This is why we can't have nice things in American politics. This is why we get the Bidens and the Trumps when folks like Tosi Galbert and Andrew Yang get slept on. Neither here nor there. Tosi Galbert posts this, and I love her for this. She said, Netflix, child porn cuties will certainly whet the appetites of pedophiles and help fuel the child sex trafficking trade. One in four victims of trafficking are children. It happened to my friend's 13-year-old daughter. Netflix, you are now complicit. Hashtag cancel Netflix. Wow. Wow. Now, by the way, what is she talking about? She's talking about this goofy show by Netflix called cuties which is about a bunch of 11 year olds wanting to join some kind of twerk team netflix wheeled back some of their marketing for it changed the description and whatever tried to apologize but still greenlit the show right this is the like when y'all see me going in on the drakes and y'all see me going in on these things this is the nonsense this is the nonsense that i'm talking about that's now so prevalent in culture that we're just so desensitized to these shenanigans. We're so desensitized. And y'all been asking me to speak on this. And, and I'll be honest, like, I'm not watching this show. What, what is there to talk about? Like, this is disgusting. Like, this is embarrassing that Netflix would put this out, right? This is embarrassing that Netflix would put this out. This is embarrassing that we live in a climate where this stuff is appropriate. And this is the part where I commend Tosi Albert. Like, she's the real deal, man. Like, she really said something. And I think that's super dope. And here's, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. If we're going to talk about the Me Too movement, 
it, which, which, by the way, women, we have to protect women, right? We have to, we have to be, we have to be vigilant about those people who abuse women. Like, it's never okay to abuse a woman. It's ne- she wasn't asking for it. Like, no means no. I, like, these are, like, if you're a Christian, these things are so blatantly obvious. But there's still a lot of, you know, rape culture and male toxi- toxicity and even in hip-hop. All these things, right? So, if we're going to be about the Me Too movement, if we're going to be against, um, if we're going to be against child sex trafficking, if we're, right, um, we got to have just scales, we, we, we have to be congruent. We have to be consistent, right? So you can't be like, yo, me too, women empowerment. Yeah, these things are important. Why? You know, we can't, we can't, we, 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 we need to respect women. We need to celebrate women, feminism, which was, by the way, just the belief that men and women are equal. So by that definition, I'm a feminist, right? Who would have thought, right? So men and women are equal. And then when these shenanigans come out, when this, when this trash comes out, we're silent. When this trash comes out, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of the feminist voices are quiet. A lot of the woke folks are quiet. We got to have that same energy. We got to have that same energy. I'll give you guys another proverb. Proverbs 11, verse 1. Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Dishonest scales. What are we talking about? judging things without a proper gauge of them saying that cuties is okay or not being upset when people criticize uh when when, when netflix gets behind a thing like that and saying oh well just being quiet about it while at the same time saying that you know we have to protect women we you know right you guys see what i'm saying it's that's an abomination when you have unjust scales for something when you when you are saying, hey, well, I'm just going to look the other way. When this injustice happens and we know that sex trafficking is happening right now, right? We know Epstein was having wild stuff going on in these sex islands. And we know this stuff's happening, but we just, we just it's just, it's just not that important. It's just not that big of a deal, right? We're just, we're just not going to talk about that part. And this stuff's been happening. This stuff's been happening. My buddy worked with an organization called Not For Sale. We did some events together. This whole, this whole sex trafficking thing has been going on. It's disgusting. It's awful. It's, it's crept into all kinds of parts of our society. And shows like this normalize not just the objectification of women, but they, they enable pedophilia. And, yo, again, salute to Telsey Gabbard for calling it what it is. She had some just scales on his joint. Child porn cuties will certainly whet the appetite of pedophiles and help fuel the child sex trafficking trade. One in four victims of sex trafficking are children. Right? Right? And so listen, I'm all for equal treatment of men, women, right? I'm all for equal treatment of uh, of people of different ethnicities, people of different socioeconomic levels. I'm even for equal opportunity. Let's Let's do what we can to educate people who come from impoverished areas and empower them and even reward them with uh not reward them but reward those areas with more opportunity zones is what trump called it right if you get incentives if you plan businesses in certain minority neighborhoods i'm all for that equal opportunity right but we also have to have equal outrage about this stuff and the fact that this was so under the table and nobody talked about it 
while we're saying Me Too movement and protect women and this whole thing, it's just they're not just scales. It's not, it's not even. We're not weighting these things out the same. We're burying our head in the sand when it's convenient and we're extra outraged right when it's convenient. So we have to keep that same energy. We got to be consistent. We got to be congruent. We got to be cohesive. And we got to know that unjust scales, you showing partiality is an abomination. You picking which issues you can. No, injustice is injustice. Injustice is injustice, period. Whether that's unarmed black men being shot by police and that's become normalized or whether that's people ambushing police and shooting police that had nothing to do with anything. That's injustice on both sides. Keep that same energy. We got to keep that same energy. Now, I'm not saying like go protest for Blue Lives Matter. That's not, y'all know I'm not on no Blue Lives Matter vibes, but I'm saying we got to keep that same energy. And by and large, most people who are reasonable and have objective conversations be like, yo, what what, what we doing? No, 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 no. We don't do that. No, we don't shoot police officers. No, like that's not lit. That's not lit. That's not okay. Right. So we got to we got to keep that same energy when we see injustice, whether it's against children, whether it's against minorities, whether it's against immigrants, whether it's against different faiths, Muslims, whatever. When we see injustice, we have to keep that same energy. And if we all have a degree of righteous indignation, righteous outrage, then I think that's how we move forward when we're more thoughtful, when we're more reasonable. So the, the way that this whole Netflix thing just kind of flew under the table no one said anything. No one really cared. It wasn't really that big of a deal. At least, at least I didn't hear it. Like I didn't, I didn't hear a ton of people talk about it like that. Um, it's kind of wild to me, man. It's it's kind of wild to me. I think we have a lot of double standards. I think it's very convenient to sexualize certain things at certain times and then to demonize other uses. And I'm just like, yo. Why don't we just be more decent as people? Why don't we be more loving and patient towards each other? Why don't we be more compassionate across the board to everybody, to everybody? I don't care about your political spectrum. I don't, I don't care what your faith is. I don't, I don't care if you want to take back a certain word that I think may be inappropriate or unhelpful. Hey, I'm going to show empathy and I'm going to respect you and I'm going to love you well. Why? Because... That's what Jesus did for me. When I was pretty far gone, when I was in my own sin, when I was walking around acting wise in my own eyes, uh, Jesus did that for me, man. And and he could do the same thing for you. You know what I'm saying? And so I think in that, as those of us who call ourselves Christian, if you're not a Christian, this is just kind of good wisdom. But if you are a Christian, you you need to extend that empathy to people, even people who are hostile to your God, even people who don't get it, even people that may talk ill of you, even people that may hate you and call you a bigot. You need to extend that empathy. You need to love them well. You need to uh, you, you you need to be patient. You need to be kind. You need to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. You know? So many of us are quick to proclaim the gospel and we want the gospel proclamation and we feel righteous when the gospel is proclaimed and we'll send somebody a YouTube video. But when it comes to demonstrating the gospel... Mm, that's inconvenient. We don't want to do that. Right? I'm talking to Christians. I'm talking to specifically to Christians. So be bold in your proclamation. Cool. But be equally as bold in your demonstration. Be bold in your demonstration of these things that are happening in society, loving people and calling out sin. We we, we got to do both. You know what I'm saying? We got to do both. And so um, and so yeah, I I uh, 
I think it's interesting. I think it's a wild time that we live in. Um, I think I think so much of this stuff is being normalized. I've talked about the the Drake normalizing drug bars on my video with Drake. Go check that out. I did a video. It's, it's actually, it's called the Drake copy Andy Mineo and Lecrae, but the video is actually about how drug bars are normalized. You guys should go watch that next. If you haven't seen that video, I think you'll appreciate it. And I'm, I'm never one for an us versus them mentality. I think it's just us people, right? And I think God in his grace uh, comes after us. But I am in standing for truth, for calling evil, evil, for calling good, good, for not having unjust scales, right? So anyway, go check out that video. It's called The Drake Copy, Andy Minion on the Craig. Give this video a like. Again, appreciate you guys rocking with me, man. Help me, help me help you, but help me get my first trophy or plaque. I'm saying it is kind of a joke, but it's a real life story. I ain't never got a trophy or plaque for anything. We didn't get fourth place trophies. We didn't get participation awards. None of that. Uh, so I'm trying to get that 100,000 YouTube plaque. I think we could do it. Thank you guys so much for rocking with me. Appreciate y'all. Peace.